Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I kind of want to absorb everything that has occurred over the last year. And the reason that I want to do that is because I saw this fucking reminder. Like, I went on Facebook for just a minute to change my fucking profile picture, because, uh... The last time I changed it was to something where I'm in like a fucking Christmas sweater. And so I wanted to uh, refresh it. And one of the things that popped up was a picture that I took a little under a year ago. In one of the, it was this fucking selfie at work uh, on or around St. Patrick's Day. Where I was in my fucking green uniform shirt wearing this silly ass tie. You know with shamrocks on it and shit. And seeing that picture made me realize, like, holy fuck, like, there's a lot of crazy shit. There's a lot of change. Like, I've experienced a lot of change within the last year. And just trying to really put my finger on what that means, it's kind of like, that's wild. Because where the photo was taken was when I was still in Illinois. And so... Like, I can go back in my memory and understand that at the time that I took that picture, like, I was still packing up my little fucking house, right? And sometime around then is probably when I decided to shirk my responsibilities of packing up my house and make bridal bouquets for a really close friend of mine because, um... She had recently gotten engaged right before I moved to South Carolina. She had gotten engaged. And what we were doing in the time leading up to my move is we had a schedule. It was like fucking consistent as shit. And so we would meet at the halfway point between where she lived and where I lived like once a week and go have dinner and play catch up, you know, because out of sight, out of mind. Like, both of us were equally terrible at making the time to see each other um, within the time frame that she had moved um, to the town that she was in. And so, we were making the time. And, you know, in the last few months that I was in Illinois, we were really making the time to see each other, like, with considerable consistency. And so sometime around when this picture was taken is also the same time that we ended up going to dinner. And then after dinner, we walked around like a fucking Dollar Tree. And she was looking at the flowers and shit, talking about her bouquets. And I love her to death, but damn, she's a cheap bitch. And so I was like, no, 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 no. We, we can make you nice bouquets still on the cheap. I was, and I told her, I was like, so here's the thing. Because of my short deadline, next Sunday, if you come up to the house, we can get these things made. Like, this isn't something that I can do. Like, I can't craft together fucking bridal bouquets at a restaurant fucking dining room. But if you make the trip to me, we can get these fuckers knocked out. And so we did. Um, the next week she ended up coming up and... Ironically, like, at first I was irritated because she didn't have any supplies, like, at all. Like, I I was under the impression, based on our conversation, that she would have something. But she didn't. 
Like, at first I was irritated because I was like, I need to be packing my fucking house. Like, I didn't verbalize it, but I was thinking it. And we ended up going out. And it was what I needed. Like, it's not what I wanted, but it's what I needed at the time. And we ended up going out and picking out the fucking flowers. And then we went back to my house. And she fucking packed up, like, I don't even know how many boxes of my shoes because I have a problem. And she packed up my shoes while I was, like, fucking putting these things together. And it was a really fun occasion. Like, just kind of, like, sitting around my living room. Like, not doing what I was supposed to be doing in that time frame. At all. But enjoying the time that we were spending together. Because she's one of my favorite people in the world. And, you know, there is nothing that I wouldn't do. To support her if she asked me unless it was like unethical or immoral and that's in my eyes that's not in society's eyes that's in my eyes so you know what I mean if it fell under those parameters in my eyes I wouldn't do it society's eh, depends you know what I mean there's a gray area and so this is what we did and it was a lot of fun it was a really good time and I think it was like a week after that is when you know I got my moving truck and made my trip down south. And in the grand scheme of things, it's really mind-boggling to think um, how quickly life can change. Um, you know, to be fair, I'm looking at things through le the lens of my own perceptions. And I experienced a lot of change with, like, last year. And ironically, now I feel like I am also experiencing change in a different uh, facet. But as far as it goes for like work, so now that I'm settling into my role at my current facility, like I got to say when it comes to the team that I have and the camaraderie that we have established, like I, I just feel like I've always been here and like they've always been here. And I know that's not the truth because I just got here in fucking December. My shift managers got to that facility in like fucking September. And then my supervisor, fuck, January. So we're all relatively new hands on deck, but just the way that we communicate and work together even though right now we're going through chaos, it's just, it's very comfortable, you know? And it's not like the complacent kind of comfortable. Um, it's more like the communication is easy and working together is fun kind of comfortable. And so it's interesting experiencing that because the dynamic almost reminds me of the team that I had when I was in Illinois and like I love those fuckers you know they were a bunch of obnoxious pains in the asses all in their very own unique ways but I love those fuckers like I have nothing but love for those people and it's fascinating to land somewhere where th there's a similar dynamic you know what I mean and I say that because like I feel like the circumstances that I was in South Carolina were somewhat temporary, you know, and I don't mean that like as a negative thing, but 
just the reality of the situation is I like living alone. Like, I really like living alone. A lot. And it's inevitable that living in my brother's spare room was going to be a temporary situation. Um, unfortunately, due to my income and the housing market, my time in that area is what turned out to be temporary because you know I gotta do things I, I have to go out into the world and I, I like to be on my own like I there's something about it I wish I had better words for it but I really fucking don't there's something about being on your own that is so liberating that I really feel like a lot of people should experience what that's like you know like true independent living um away from you know other people other influences whatever the case may be um there's something really magical contained within that experience that it's hard to elaborate on if you've never had it and now this is my third time doing this in you know my second time with within recent years and it's ironic because to some degree or another I do feel as though I want long-term partnership but at the same time I struggle seeing myself cohabitating with another human being um and that's going to be a challenge, you know, like, that's going to be a challenge, obviously. Like, it came up when I was in South Carolina. Uh, it's come up again recently as well, you know, and I just, I don't, I don't know what kind of person it would take for me to just like throw in the towel and be like okay um you know like let's move in together <laughs> like the only thing I can think of as a first and foremost captain obvious thing is whomever that person may be they have to be willing to move and th I realized this recently because I had a promotional opportunity back in 2016 to go to a base that I really wanted to go to that I was very, very excited about that um, my spouse at the time was not in agreement with. And so I turned it down. Long story short, there was a lot of resentment that followed that decision. There were other resentments as well, but at the same time, that was something that just stayed there for a very, very long time. And um, I'm just now in the process of kind of getting over that resentment attached to that circumstance. And so ideally, my perfect partner would be somebody that's willing to fucking pick up and go because 
I love the team that I have here right now. Like, I fucking love these people. They're great. Do I think I'm going to be here forever? No. Do I want to go to other places and, you know, try different positions and influence other people? You know, young leaders in the company? Yes, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to go somewhere else and try new things. And what I'm realizing is when it comes to a long-term partner, I need somebody that is willing to do those things. So it makes me think uh, if they have kids, they should be adult kids or kids that they either, and it's funny, it's two polar opposite things, right? Either A, children they do not have custody of, or B, children they will take or have custody of, you know, and that they are okay with the process and concept of, you know, going to new places with said children. And so, I don't know why. I feel like being 41, that puts me in a unique predicament because I don't think that's going to be something easy to come across. So in the meantime, you know, I'm going to do what I fucking do and live for myself because, like, within the last year... I've come into contact with one person and I I feel like I'm like, this is completely fucking insane. Like the person that I was romantically involved with at early 2023 or like a year ago is somebody that I would have picked up my life for if, you know what I mean? If there was some kind of like definitive assurances, I guess. I don't know how to describe that better. Um... The second one is somebody that towards the end of things, like I felt like they were trying to fucking take me away from the world. And that may may or may not sound like crazy people talk, but you know what I mean? When it comes to like, hey, let's move to this area that you've never fucking, like when the conversation comes up, hey, let's move to this fucking area that you've never really been to before and you don't fucking know anybody, you know, when you are situated within your role, within your company and you have been for the last like 21 years, you know, I want to put you up here in this house so you can do your crafts. Which I'm like, this is a sweet gesture. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, that's isolating. That's weird. My ex isolated me socially outside of work for a very long time. Creepy. And so (laughs) these are the things that I think about now when it comes to interacting with somebody on a fucking romantic level. Which is funny because I feel like to some degree or another, like, I guess, like some like to some degree like maybe I'm like low-key narcissistic proof or narcissistic resistant like I don't know and I say that because like so one of the things that is used as a tool to like draw people in or whatever or like to create like artificial closeness or relationship depth is future faking right which is you know artificial discussions of a potential future and the irony is for me because of the circumstances that I just came from like that sets fucking alarm bells off in my head so as soon as I hear like talk of the future I'm like bitch I got to go my future is not the fuck here like let me put on my running shoes out the door and so yeah like I guess to some degree I'm blessed with a cheap sense of fucking paranoia because like anything of that capacity, like it gives me anxiety 
Like, it gives me such intense anxiety. I'm like, I can't. Like, motherfucker, we need to be present. Like, if it's not the right here and now, like, I'm not ready for that. Like, yeah. Like, I I've done made my mistakes. <laughs> I, I fucking can't with that shit. And so, I guess it's cool to be harder to manipulate. But, yeah. I don't even know where I was fucking going with that. I've been day drinking, folks, out in the sun. So... I'm in a very unique headspace today while I record. But yeah, so like I ended up fucking staying in Charleston for like nine months. And then, you know, when my family moved and I moved with them, it's, it's funny. Like they moved like a week before I moved out of state and I stayed where I was staying, you know, here for a week and then got my own place. So it's like four, four moves, four, I don't know, like a bunch of moves within a short period and then like two cross-country moves within the time frame of a year. And so that's a lot of change. Um, it's not necessarily bad. Like I really miss the weather down there. I don't miss the traffic, but I think I needed that so as to be less anxious in, you know, heavy traffic areas anywhere I go. So that aspect was kind of cool to experience. Um, I don't want to stay here forever either, but what I will say is like, at least the people that I'm around currently, like, feel like I found my tribe. And I want to be around these people for as long as I can until I get bored. Because that's a fucking thing. Like, it's a real thing. Like, I was in the role that I was in in Illinois for like three years before I started getting fucking bored and like checking out and that's when I got a job somewhere else and that's when I got the job in fucking South Carolina is after that and so I'm like I'll probably be here three years like maybe a little bit longer but yeah I don't know it's weird because I just feel like as soon as I got here I felt like comfortable here and it's challenging because I have a lot of changes happening at work right now and what the what those changes mean is a lot of um, disorganization and that I'm not yet at a place where I can establish a routine because I have so many things that are up in the air but you know I know that definitively the dust will settle we will get comfortable and we will establish some sense of normalcy I just have to wait out all of these changes that I'm making at work until the dust settles from them to really get to that point where it's about establishing routines and getting everybody comfortable within their roles. Because we're all fucking new in different ways, you know? And I'm not mad about that. Like, one of my favorite things, like, I love training people. Like, I love sharing you know, my fucking year's worth of knowledge with somebody. It's exciting. And unlike most of the other positions where I've been new leading up until this point, like I feel like every position that I've had up until, you know, leading up to this point are things that have helped me to be better and more adaptable to the role that I'm currently in. And that's fucking exciting. Like, 
I, I, I like the sound of store manager. It's got a nice ring to it. Not gonna lie. Um, I don't think this is going to be my hard stop, but I like it. I like, I like the people. I like the job. The location's okay. I never would have thought that I would receive this much fulfillment coming to Indiana, but here we are. And so I have to kind of accept that as something that comes along with that as uh, this surprising level of fulfillment that I never saw coming. But I don't know what the future is going to hold. Either way. I, the only thing I can do is take it day by day and try to be as adaptable as I can to whatever changes crop up, you know? And I think that's an important attitude to have when it comes to well, fucking anything. Like, I know it's not 100% all the time possible, but still, it seems like it's very necessary. So, either way, that's all I got for my fucking day drinking rambling for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And as always, be well. <laughs>